So I met this girl, and we were, you know, have, we get it on, you know, and have a good time, and then we yeah. start, you know, having sex and everything, and um, and while like having sex in a doggy position, you know, I I thought that hey, maybe I should try anal, maybe she might like it. So I, I slip it out and then try to you know push it in there and, and try and try anal for for the first time, and and she turned around and says, hey, do you think it's a little presumptuous that I like anal when you haven't actually asked me about it? And then I look at her for a moment and I was like, presumptuous. That's a very big word for a 12 year old. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I, I did not see yeah. that one coming. I did not see <laughs> that one coming. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of the Today we have back our returning guest, Rindo, from Living It Up in Singapore podcast. And yeah, we, I'm Josiah, we have Sean, and we have Deben, and today we're going to talk on a variety of uh, interesting topics. Hi everyone, yeah, thanks for having me again. Oh, <laughs> Good, to hear, uh, Good to hear some terrible jokes. <laughs> I love how Sean and I just like once uh, Josiah said our names, we just like raised our hands. Like, <laughs> Ingrid, like, like, like a yeah. school. Yeah. Yes, teacher, I'm here. Present, present. <laughs> Forgive the yawn at the beginning, I woke up not long ago, so yeah. as per normal. No, you heard the joke and you're like... <laughs> And you immediately like, like it uh, shorted out my brain. Eight, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, as as long as she bleeds, she's ready. You made him bleed from both holes, man. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure if I should laugh or just leave this call. <laughs> We're just going deep into very dangerous territory. Yeah, actually, that would have been that would have been good. We have pre-planned this, right? All three of us should have just. You know, exit the call. Yeah, ex- exit the call right there. Yeah. And leave him there. It's like, well, okay, I've always wanted to do this, but a solo podcast by me. It's too controversial. Too controversial. <laughs> no, but these are just jokes that Josiah yeah. does whenever he wants to visit a uh, childcare centre, right? <laughs> or when I'm at the playground. When I want yeah, to when at the playground. playground. And he doesn't feel like talking to the parents around him. Uh. He tells them that they're joke. Get it wrong, because kids. Here, he loves candy. kids. He loves, yeah, yeah. In a good he loves good kids. Way. In a good way. Yeah. But in the only way possible. Exactly. Yeah. It had to be that way. That I don't know how I don't know how to carry this on. It's like <laughs> that was a that was a derailment I did not see coming. Yeah. I I I, I don't know what Even I was expecting. <laughs> And, that, and that's why we should have tracking devices so that the government can track pedophiles in this country to keep our kids safe. Oh, shit. You know, I was I, I was going to take a stance that I'd be against it, but after like what you guys are talking about, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I, that's I, why it's a world of... I changed my mind. <laughs> uh, you know, they should, they should have opened that in Parliament. They should have opened <laughs> with that in Parliament. Because like, you just go straight face, tell the person, everyone will be shocked and say, and that's why we need tracing apps. <laughs> Yeah. No, but so that goes against like, the that goes against the whole idea that majority of Singaporeans are not child uh, uh not not pedophiles, right? Uh, so why so would you be tracking we don't them? Need apps. We right. Don't need right. apps. Yeah. But this tracing app actually no, it started very subtly with with the you know they came out with the the app on your phone, the trace together app, yeah. and how that works was uh. I think you guys were explaining it just now. I only caught a little bit here, but it will. Uh, you turn on your Bluetooth, and if you're nearby someone else with the app, it will record it down. It will communicate. 
Yeah, it will communicate and record that down. And if within like the 25 days or whatnot, you test positive or that person test positive for COVID, they will access that app and then track where he's gone and then who he's been around. And I, th- I think the, what, they, what they do is when you download the app, it gives you an ID number, right? So mm. the ID number will be what the government or... or no, when you register, when you register your phone so you number get, with so the you app. Get unique, uh, okay, so technically, unique. right? Technically, they don't really know where you, you were. They only know that you were in contact with the person who was tested positive. Ah, uh, okay. So Got they it. don't they don't take note of where you are. That is that you've if been everything that has been written by us. Blue Trace, which is the company that is developing the the technology or develop the technology. Um, whatever they say is true. Once again, we never know. Like it's like uh, you you if I have the app in my phone and I happen to run past this person in Geylang and you know. So that person also had happened to have just gone out and then they tell Sean, what would you do? Yeah. We've traced you and you met this person. Yeah, why, why, said, why were you running it? You're supposed to know. Why were you running it? At 2am. I went there for supper. It says here, you're nowhere, any, you're nowhere near any eateries. What yeah. were you eating? <laughs> why were you just at house for, for five hours? Yeah, what were you, what were you, you doing? Just say you're going to check Rindo's uh, internet connection. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, was yeah, at yeah. The, the vicinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the only reason why everyone here comes together. <laughs> yeah, that's the only <laughs> to reason why. We right? only check why the, 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 the Wi-Fi over there. Is Rindo having good Wi-Fi today? <laughs> but yeah. now they want to change it up. Man. They're changing into a wearable, uh, like, your, like a Fitbit or something. So I think it's still connected to your phone. Or I don't know how that works. Or it's it's standard. It's not connected to anything. It's, it's oh, no, a standalone, it's a standalone, a standalone device. Yeah. And then uh, basically, if you have it, they'll take that and then they'll scan it. And you're like, oh, okay, you've been near like five, six people, and we're gonna call them. And then they'll call them and say, hi, you've been near this guy. And it's like, oh no, you know. So on the pre- on that premise, where they don't track your location, they only uh, call you when you have COVID thing. It sounds like, oh, okay, it's all right, you know, it's not really like a police state kind of thing, like the surve- surveillance kind of kind of uh, stuff they're saying. But like Demon said, can we can we actually trust Blue Trace? Like, because I don't understand the technology. We've only been introduced to GPS. We don't, I, I don't know of a, of a recording device that, that doesn't have to re- rely on GPS tracking and all that. Or are they just glossing over it? We can talk more about like how it works and mm-hmm. and try and poke poke holes into like it's uh whatever explanations that yeah that, because uh, the government that without, has given without without location tracking I mean without GPS then all all it said all it it it's saying that it does is just uh it's basically like uh, the wireless earbuds. How how they detect those kind of things? I'm I'm guessing it's like that lah. So the wireless earbud is like a a receiver or a transmitter, so that the things are transmitter and receiver on the on your on your wrist. So when you're nearby another thing, you just you'll be like when you're on your phone and you want to connect to your uh wireless your your name the the name of the wireless device will appear right. Yeah. So I think that appears on the your ID will suddenly appear on this tracker and your and they'll record that. Yeah. So I guess that's what they'll record that ID and then you'll store it there. And you'll record this ID and you'll store it there. And then it's mutual. Uh, you will record yours, you will record his or hers. Yeah. 
mm. and then it will keep that for uh, according to them 25 days the white paper said 21 but one uh, uh, okay one, one, whether it's 21 one, or 25 on the let's web. assume 25 25 yeah and uh i mean i mean once you register so like if you if you're saying that they'll give you a unique id this will be like your second ic uh, that well, you have all your details but in that yeah, it's not an ID, but like as uh, Deepan was saying, it's uh, it's not you can't, shouldn't consider that as an ID. You should be, look at it as a token. It's like a unique token that is generated, you know, based on certain um, based on when you register, right? So it can be an anonymized ID, which means that there is an ID associated with it, and on some level they can trace um, exactly. Uh, you know which devices your ID is connected with, but there isn't a direct way to match that anonymized ID with your personal details. So your NRIC data and all that personal information—that's like one siloed. Um, oh, so you know, okay. data. And then there are some associations that eventually end up becoming part of this anonymized ID, but there is no direct way to reference. Um, so they won't—they won't get my personal details. They just get whatever I registered the. Token under uh, basically right. probably there, my phone. There'll uh, be only a phone number, but probably my phone number. Right. But then your phone number yeah. will lead to yeah. Singtel yeah. has all my <laughs> details on the phone. So, I mean, uh, again, it's probably the, the things that they're telling us is to you can already tell they're trying to alleviate our questions because I, I they probably know that we don't want to be surveilled that way. We still want our private. I mean, they introduced the uh, personal protection, uh, data protection thingy. They already don't want us to share our IC. Yeah. Yeah. With the with the with the check in check out thing already, I already realized I have to key in my IC, yeah, my full IC, not just my name, but yeah, my IC and my phone number. Like, okay, mm -hmm. so I don't know. I mean, during this kind of time, I can already tell that it's not very important. Like immediately, I, 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 I mentioned because when you introduced it, it's like okay, I just had to go along with it. I didn't question it that much. Honestly, uh, every day when I go to work, I have to check in, check out. When I leave for lunch, I have to check out and. I mean, I didn't question it. Yeah. But they are probably doing this and expecting us to go through with it. I mean, if they implement it, lah, to do the same thing, just wear it and not really question it. But that's the. I think that's that's why we. Uh, that, that's why like twenty one thousand people, twenty five thousand. How many people? Thirty two thousand. The last I saw. You can really see we're already worried because even though they say all these things, right? It, it, it sounds. Right? Yeah. What? 32,000 people who signed the petition saying that yeah. they want the device. Yep. And and honestly, is if if you really you made it massive like ask everyone to really vote on it, and you just told them what I, I told you guys. I think probably more than half would be like indifferent. Because I haven't said said the the key the key things that will you know, like uh you will know where I am uh, and all this kind of thing. That's what most people are afraid of. You knowing where I am, you knowing all my details, where I'm about. Cause yeah, I know it's a pandemic, but you still want to have some form of you know rights. I mean, rights need to be there. It's it's a it's an absolutely valid concern, Sean, and we've seen the implications of it uh, in South Korea just during this pandemic phase itself. So as it turns out, a number of marriages broke down because, uh, you know. Because uh, a lot of people went yeah, over to yeah. another place to check the Wi-Fi. A lot of people found out, you know, who the mistresses were and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it just became a huge issue. And I think in South Korea, it was actually pretty bad because they have 
uh, a very poor implementation of any sort of privacy controls to the point where anytime there was uh, you know someone who tested positive for example they would publish the details personal details Shit. of this person wow um, you know, where he is where he went um, and like you know it is of course in the name of the greater good but then the social consequences <laughs> yeah were, Five o'clock. Five o'clock. He was at five o'clock. He was at office. Five twenty. He was at uh da 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 da. Then he's like, huh? I thought you were. You said you were working overtime. <laughs> so um, yeah, and these these issues are there, and it's and it's not just one time, right? Like we could chalk it off as something that happens during a crisis, uh, crisis like in, in COVID, but these things have happened time and again. One mm-hmm. uh, one incident that really comes to mind, and this is something that we talk about constantly when we talk about you know privacy, especially in working in IT. Um, sometime in the um, early 2010s or late 2000s, uh, there was a Google engineer who worked, uh, you know, on the Google the the gmail tech side of things and uh, he started stalking someone and he had an unhealthy you know stalking relationship with this person and this guy had very privileged access to the point where he could get into her uh, inbox read her emails change her emails uh, on that level you know it wow. resulted yeah it was a huge controversy and you know google had like fired the person of course there was like mm. lots of legal challenges and you know they had to do a, a significant revamp of how controls are implemented at every level. So the issue of privacy is always a relevant one because um, privacy controls only work if someone with privileged access is an honorable person. True, you know? yeah. Um, yeah. Once that person um, you know, st- decides to use it for nefarious means or anything other than honorable means, it becomes an issue. So a lot of uh, privacy systems implemented in IT and everywhere else in general is that they try to segregate levels of control, you know, so that at least if someone is a bad actor at any point, um, the level of data that they can access is still just limited as compared to having, you know, super access, so to speak. So um, in this particular situation, trace together is especially problematic um, because there is the assumption that, you know, the Singapore government has super access, seeing how they essentially are the arbiters of all our data. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes promises that they will not, uh, you know, abuse it may not be enough. And I think that's a, it's, it's a very valid concern. Yeah, because it, uh, I think in recent times it happened, right? Like Ministry of Health, Sing Health had their uh, servers hacked. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And they were saying that vital information like uh, maybe even like uh, health records of the ministers or something like it was hacked so like we are not sure how secure it's going to be but i i found it one very interesting thing about this um the token right mm. is that it has to work together with the phones mm. with the phone app mm. because i don't think it will that token itself will be able to store anything um, by the token, do you mean the wrist tracker? Um, from the Street Times, um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, infographic I saw, it looked like it, it's like a coin, the token. Okay. Oh, it's something, yeah, it's something you put in your bag, right? Yeah, something you put in your bag, in your pocket. Like, it's very small. Mm-hmm. And it's um, battery operated, it's just a Bluetooth, it just emits the signal. I mean, I'm right. going to say it now, but if they implement it right. I've already had the perfect no, prank. Okay. If they implement, I've got a perfect prank. Everyone That's just take your token, tokens and put it at one place. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> see how fast the police come. It's like, ah, you see, didn't track. Ah, you awful. It's like, ah, it's like we're gathering of five. You put 250 tokens on there. They all come to do it. Why only go one guy? Then you take out the whole bag. Crap. Caught you. Okay, so for the token to work, right? Mm. Someone who does not have a smartphone, does mm. not have an Android smartphone, would have to carry that with themselves um, wherever they go. Huh? And uh, there has to be Android smartphones with that app, with their Bluetooth on, walking about as well. I see. Okay. okay. So iPhone users are safer. Uh, it does not work. That is what it does not work well with the iPhone. That's why they are coming. Yeah, out because with because two tracking device can you know they conflict. <laughs> hey. But then isn't Apple like uh, famous for having like. Uh, you know, very strong privacy controls. <laughs> That's what they say. You take, you take one more token, you put down two tracking device detected on phone, unable to comply. Let's, let's be honest. Like, both Apple and Google, they don't give a fuck about, about their consumers. Like. Yeah, man. We yeah. should, get, we should yeah. get the Huawei. We should have gotten Huawei. You take out the Huawei. And you see on Apple. Then, then you're selling information to the Chinese government. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the, 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 the you, the, you take the token, you put it near your Huawei phone, and the Huawei phone will warn you about the token, but you wonder how the Huawei phone knows about it. So you're like, mm. yeah. The Huawei yeah. will be like, you can, we only you, we can only give your information to the Chinese government. No, yeah. no other governments are allowed. Yeah. Okay. So that okay. So for it to work properly, right? You need people to be carrying it. Mm. So the first batch of it is three hundred thousand tokens, mm. and they are going to focus on giving it to people without smartphones. So most likely senior Don't. citizens. Oh, okay. Right? right. Okay. Okay. Or maybe That's children. Right. Okay. Hmm? Oh, okay. That right. actually makes sense, you know, for senior citizens. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So and I actually actually it works also. Uh I mean uh give give it give it to a senior citizen with dementia. Could be quite useful then as no, well. No, but you can't track the person. Uh, no, tweak it a little bit. Call it a forget me not token. No, but you see that kind of shit, right? As a private citizen, yeah. you can go and buy those kind of devices. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, the one that gives you a shot when you walk like fifty meters away, right? <laughs> what? Whichever device you want to use, maybe jog, the one with the with the jog top the memory, jog the memory back right into the 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 the, 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 the seniors. Martin. I, Whoa, shit! I think the ring you're talking about goes like down there, right? No. Down there. <laughs> yeah. Now we know what to get Sean for Christmas. It's a lot more effective that way. For his birthday, you get him a, a big tub of loop, and then for Christmas, you get him the ring. Yeah, yeah it has to be conductive. Uh. With the shocker. <laughs> well, a bit away and think and twitch everything. Yeah, and then we will get, we'll do it on the podcast, and we have the control. Yeah. So any time, we'll, we'll just tweak it, and you can see Sean. No, actually, that will be better. Right? You'll that will be on the Patreon. Sean's going, Sean's yes. going a bit too far. Sean's going to be a, a bit too far. Let's see. So, oh, yes. oh, sorry, I'm... I'm off topic again. What were we talking about? <laughs> the trace error. Yeah, so coming back to this, right? So only 1.5 million people downloaded or were using the app to begin with. Mm. And we are not sure what the breakdown of that data is like between uh, Android and uh, uh, iOS devices, right? Mm-hmm. So, if, okay, like for example, let's say 1 million were Android devices at 500,000, or maybe like with the government stats, it's saying it's most likely 50 50. Mm-hmm. Like Android and uh, Apple users, right? So let's say 750,000 were Android users. 
So there are only 750,000 people who are capable of communicating with a token. Yeah. And logging those data down. And they, I think most of the, the articles that I've read or even the, the statements that they've released, they said that they need, like, I think above 60% or 70% uh, usage for them, for this to be a success. Right. Okay. Right. So if people are not going to use it, and it's just, it's just a waste of money, but they already... It's going to be a waste of money. One device is, uh, would cost $20. Wow. But, so, you, but you already said they, they got the... the the What what did they... They already bought yeah. the contract, right? They sold yeah, the contract. they gave the tender to, the tender. Uh, to uh, PCI. Yeah. Which is hopefully they can, hopefully they can reuse it. 300,000, they are going to crank out 300,000. But if they are going to make like 5.7 million of of the devices right it will be about 110 million wow so here, here's, here's a question right so i uh, i was just trying to look into this um is this mandated is is this are we supposed to wear this at all times or is it something like uh you know for those who don't have devices wear it uh you know if you have trace together that would be awesome um is there a rule no no rule. So okay. it's voluntary. Voluntary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically like the phone, but they give you a token to try and encourage you to do it. Yes. Right. Okay. They could have made it. They, they could have combined the uses. For it. Since it's a token, use it as, you know, you can use it as an easy link. Mm. And more people will be inclined to use it. Yeah, but then you're going to make the device much more sophisticated and it's not going to be yeah, more expensive. Low. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So, but you see, that, that's the thing. So if it's going to help, uh, tracking situation, right? Hmm. Then why is it not mandatory? I uh, think I think pri the privacy part. Uh, I think even 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 as much as they want to gloss over it, some part of it is they still can kind of place you in the vicinity of this other person. Or I, I guess there's some there might be some some sensitive area there that they have to make it yeah. uh, voluntary. Yeah, I, I think they're just but, afraid of blowback and they're just trying to test the waters first with this yeah. 300,000 initial And Maybe they know, they know themselves there is no hard basis to make it mandatory. Mm. And you, of course, let, this is voluntary and we already have slight issues with it. If they had made it mandatory, all of us would have fought back. I guarantee like the most of the population would just like, no, why? I mean, like for me, the signing in, signing out at workplace, I've already, I mean, it's all right. Like, just go into the website, key in. No no biggie. Yeah. But even if I forget to do it right, I'm only reminded, like, hey, uh, you need to sign in. I'm not barred from going up to my office. They're like, mm. hey, remember to sign in when you go up, or, you know, remember to sign in. And I will do it, like, on my own. On, no, but, own but when you go to the malls or you go, like, to... No, certain areas, they will force. Like, certain yeah, areas, like, they will yeah. make it mandatory. Yeah, certain yeah. areas. And in those areas, you can already see there's a bit of a resistance already. Like, for me, it's like, why? And because of some of this, uh, this implementation, right, some malls, because of the way it was designed, architecturally built or whatever, Oh, it becomes a complete hassle. You know? Like there's this Chinatown point, Chinatown mm. Plaza Chinatown point. point. Yeah. If you enter through the bottom, 
you only have access to half the building. When you what? want to get to the other half, you have to go out, go on the other, go out, exit. You, you already sign in at the bottom, but when you go up there, you have to sign out and then sign back in just to get to the other side. Right. Because Wait, the uh, Okay, are you talking about the side with the McDonald's? Uh, no, KFC. K oh, so KFC. There's, there's one side is Song, Song, the... Songfa Bakute and yeah, yeah, McDonald's, yeah, yeah. right? And the other side, there's KFC. So if yes. you want to go to the KFC, you have to... I mean, the best thing to do is when you come out from the uh, the MRT side, you exit through the, 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 the... Instead of turning in, you just go straight up. Yeah. yeah. That's the best way to access KFC. But if you make the mistake of... Or if you need to, like, buy something from McDonald's and then buy something from KFC, or buy something from that site, you have to sign out and sign in. Wow. It's just so, barely designed. No, no, barely designed. No, nobody could have predicted this thing, but because yeah. of that, that, this implementation, that's what you have to do. Sign yeah, in, maybe sign it's, but it's, it's the fault of the mall. Maybe. The management of maybe. the mall. Yeah. The way, yeah. the, because when, when I first went there, I was like, okay, we are sign in, fine. We thought, you know, because you're going to be in the mall. So yeah. what's the point? But because people need to walk through the mall to get to the coffee shop on the other side, so that portion, that middle portion that separates oh, but they KFC. don't have to, right? They could just walk from outside, right? No, uh, you walk one big round. There's Hong Lim, right? The, yeah, the market. one big round. Yeah. If not, then you can walk through. There's a walk through. They, they, yeah, yeah. But because of that walk through, because they want to make... That's where KFC they, is, right? Yeah, but because of that walk through, they, they, they can't buy it off. They want people to be able to walk right through. This is what you have to do. You have to sign out, sign in just to get to the other side. Right. Mm. Yeah, so that's one hassle. But people... Uh, I mean, it's a must there, but it's already, you know, there's a bit of like, wow, I have to do that. So making it mandatory and on the premise of all this, uh, I think it's it's better that they made it voluntary because they, they know that if they do make it mandatory, there will be a pushback, a bigger pushback. But then, definitely not want it. Right? Yeah, I but mean, because like, like I said, we don't fully understand. I mean, we, we understand what you're telling us. We understand the basis of it, and most of it is based on trust. We trust that you you know who you're hiring, you know that these people are. Well, so here's here's my question though: What's the distrust? Hmm? Why 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 are people distrusting the government with this contract tracing device? Oh yeah, I think it's inherent. It's just inherent with when you when you want to implement contact tracing. I no, mean... but because you know, like we have a we had a pandemic. We are in the midst of a pandemic. Right. What if a second wave, third wave comes, and then more people uh, get hospitalized and uh, risk of dying? Like, we need this app. We need this device so that we can quickly identify those closest to us and isolate them. So, so what's wrong about? It? So, Josiah, I think there's a there's some key points to address here, which is that yes, privacy is is a major concern, right? And uh, to to uh, to maybe uh, talk about why there is an inherent distrust, I think we have seen a number of incidents, you know, like both here and elsewhere, and maybe this is probably a relevant time to talk about, uh, you know, how when let's say certain authorities have access to personal sensitive information, sometimes slip ups happen. Um, there was one incident where an old man was complaining about CPF on his Facebook page. You know, he was just like, oh, you know, I can't afford this. You know, so where's my money? I feel like, you know, the government is being a gangster by, you know, extorting money from me through CPF and all that stuff. You know, basic ranting, you know. Um, and then this blew up because people started sharing it, you know, like the whole, you know, give back my CPF yeah, thing yeah. going on. And then CPF put out a clarification on Facebook, um, putting out this person's details like how much money he had, all that, which is it's financial information, which is considered sensitive information. And there was a running tone of, um, 
you know, yeah. wanting to take it out on the guy, you know, um, and at least that's what I felt when I read this, you know, of course, uh, you know, they later clarified saying that, you know, it is in the public interest because um, it was an insinuation that they were uh, somehow uh, maligning the, the integrity of a public institution or something like that, right? Right, but, right. You know, and which is understandable, you know, considering that uh, mm. a lot of these things happen, but the, the tone of the messaging and also the um, the flippant way in which sensitive information was put out there on a Facebook page, yeah. you know, just shows that there are people up on the top who can make this decision. And mm. regardless of what they say at the start, where they say that, hey, you know, your financial information is confidential and will stay with us. You can trust us unless you rant on Facebook on your own personal yeah. page. Yeah. And then, then you're in trouble. Yeah. So, Either that or a mistake. Like yes, you, yes, you were saying that we're in a pandemic, right? And you're saying yeah. that uh, yeah. uh, why, why there might be distrust. But let's say that we are in the pandemic. We want to trace, uh, trace each other and all that. But mistakes can happen. Yeah. And if we don't ask the questions, what if they mistakenly identify you as someone who has COVID or somewhere else? Mm. And because they quarantine you, your entire office has to be quarantined as well because you are suspected and you went to work. Mm. So everyone there gets quarantined as well. Mm -hmm. So it could lead to a to to a, a disastrous domino effect where they could be, you know, uh, making it worse for themselves. Mm -hmm. Now I think that's why they didn't make it mandatory. One thing is for us to not distrust them. The other thing is that they understand that that could happen. And if they made it mandatory, then they're probably shouldering the entire the entire thing. That they they would have made it mandatory. I think they would have for the Singapore government. Government. I think they would have if they have. 100 guarantee it will not fail and it's like there's nothing you can ask like this is this is like uh, like ns like ns they're sure we need it they're, they're sure that you know uh we need this kind of uh um deterrent to the rest of it so they implemented it made it 100 percent. the mm -hmm. fact that they put this on the voluntary part uh, can already show you they themselves are not too not say not not too sure about it, but they kind of know that you know it's it's not something like they can trample on too easily without many people, you know, having issues. Like yeah, me. but what Fishing. what's what's stopping like the government from making it mandatory though, if they really want to do it? I don't know, I, I want to say human rights, but I don't I don't yeah. I, I don't I don't know about. Uh, we have rights in Singapore, like. Hum humane rights. I don't know whether we are. Yeah, but I mean, Sean mentioned this, right? You know, blowback. I think uh, blowback. there is significant blowback, and I think a lot more people have uh, a more nuanced understanding of uh, privacy and how personal data can be misused. This mm -hmm. wasn't a conversation ten years ago, but now you know people. Yeah. Know they implemented it also. They they actually like yeah. now all our ICs are X X X X. Then the mm -hmm. right. two yeah. numbers. Yeah, and another thing that we should keep in mind, right, is that. Even though, you know, it has been repeated that it's only going to be your phone number, your phone number. Before we started recording, we were talking about this, that your phone number is actually connected to many different things. Yep. Yep. Let's not forget that our 2FA is linked to our phones. Yep. So if you want to log into your bank, your, your whatever internet banking app, to sing, uh, sing pass, whatever uh, government things that you're going to log into. Now we have got the SingPass app, which just uses a phone number. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so you can log into whichever CPF, HDB, whatever, one motoring, NS portal, whatever it is, 
you can just use that. It's so simple. And it's just linked to your phone number. So it's not distrust of the government per se. Like. It's more, more just, just no, questionable. We should keep in mind, right? The government is made out of humans, of people, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's not an... Yeah, the government is like inanimate or whatever, but it's made out of people, right? So people can be wrong, they can do stupid things, or they can do criminal things. They can have a bad day or so. Yeah. Yep, yep. Or they yeah. can work against like the general public. It has happened before in other countries. Maybe it is not in Singapore, but you know, should never rule that out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's it. Um, I find it like why they have not made it mandatory is because like it can't really work. Then what are you going to do if people just don't take it out? Mm. Are you going to find them? And not to mention how they're funding it. Yeah. It's not funding. It's not like uh, it's not a philanthropist that donates the the tracker. They're using taxpayers' money to yes. to already buy and and that also brings up the thing like Blue Trace. Blue Trace is the company, right? Yeah, but it belongs to the government. It belongs to the government. So I think so, it's from part of GovTech or something like so, that. Yeah, in order like they made it mandatory. Other, I mean, not if they made it like if they they push it forward with this, we also might question why. Like who, when you know you you go there and you ask and you find out, you, you might you don't want to find out things like that like You find out that you know this person knows that person this one. All those little, uh, greed filled, backstory. But it's not happening. I'm just saying it could happen. Mm. You never know. Once again, lots of questions. Uh. And, yeah, and because I think it's, it's it's too sensitive. So maybe I think they did a smart thing by not making it mandatory. And and also like elections are coming up. So huh. I don't really want to stir the crowd too much. The election is coming out. You also want to question and say, shit, the, 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 suddenly your phone will ring. Uh, general elections up. Please go vote. Then you ask your friend, hey, people send you an SMS. No. Say, how did you know I never go down? Is there, is there still talk of an election happening this year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They have to they can, April they 20, 21st, if I'm not wrong, right? 21, yeah. Grand Prix, though. Yes, yeah. no, that's going to cost the, the, the race a lot of money. Yeah. No, it's just not happening at all. Uh. So they won't earn money. They won't earn money. It cost them but they, loss. In they, are, they are not going to do anything. They are not going to, they have not. Yeah, they have not done all the... anything. Yeah, so it's okay. Uh, an, another reason why I ask, like, if it should be mandatory, like, if it's not, and uh, let's assume that 60% of people who take the tokens or 60% of people download the app, right? Is it still going to work? Yeah. Mm. Right? So if it's not going to work, if it's not like a 70% or if it's way lesser, then why spend the money? Yeah. Right? So that is yeah. what quite a number of people have been like bringing up. They have been like, you're spending this money but it's not going to be compulsory to bring the device or download the app. It's what all was the, what was the whole purpose. So what was the whole purpose? So to, to would, test, I think to test, yeah, to see how recipient. That's what the that's what uh, the minister Vivan Balakrishnan said. You know, we are we are trusting you, trusting or uh, we are hoping for the goodwill of, of people, people to download to, it. To download right? it. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> So is, <laughs> is there a possibility that the number of you know device wearers and the number of app users would come up to let's say more than sixty percent, so it can be effective? 
Yeah. Because three hundred thousand doesn't sound like much, at least in this phase. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a lot which can miss. And it also depends on who are the three hundred thousand people who are going to be collecting. You know, it's going to be, who are they going to be? Mm. Yeah. It's not going to be like tech savvy people or people who can remember to bring the device with them. Yeah. Because yeah. right. I was gonna ask that, right? So let's say if I have a device and if I don't like wear it, if I just decide not to or if i forget to consistently um you know that makes it ineffective yeah. and yeah so if i just leave it at home the whole time you know i think people like the people tracking me would be like oh this guy's at home the whole time yeah, yeah well, no, so so it just means that you won't your token id will not show up anywhere correct right so what? technically they won't know yeah they won't know or well, what if you get yours mixed up like you know, what yeah. if you, oh, yeah. you, you sign up for it, you take out your art, you just put on the table and you grab your friend's one. No, unless it's color coded or you, you put some name on it, lah, then you know. Because that's that's your your pasa, lah. but then again, people will be wondering why this fella is always at Windows House. <laughs> well, what, if, what if the token, right, is what if the token is tagged to a, to a lonely singles app? That you can download and use, and you can meet like you know single men or women on the street, and the token uh has will to vibrate. Oh your, no, we'll, we'll you know, or you know, if you're a girl, like yes, to you know, vibrate yeah. at the right position for 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 sexual enjoyment. This is when you meet that person, you start vibrating, and then you know that the person is within like a a ten meter radius, and you have to like play hide and seek. This is this fine. is for this is for you after the after yeah. the outbreak is over. Then you go in, you 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 sell them this idea. Jose, uh, talking about all these kind of ideas, right? That we can monetize, you know. Do not yeah. talk about this on the podcast. No, this, this. <laughs> we just collect all the tokens. We collect all the tokens. Got the union idea. Then we give it. You know, it's like uh, we can yes, recycle. Yeah. We can recycle the tokens after recycle. the. Hey, give us yeah. the tokens. We got thing. everything we this need. This is to tease right? our yeah. listeners so that when we start our Patreon account, you know, they will start supporting us. And then we'll make this idea into a reality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we'll stop being a podcast. We'll just be like fucking a cauldron of ideas. Just like <laughs> pumping new devices out and like. We're a bottomless businesses. pit of ideas. So, bottomless pit of ideas. Lots of low bunks, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Lots of low bunks. We're the deepest low bunk there is. <laughs> I, I just just flow in and then go into the nothingness. Do, do you think that one day when we when we become like successful and like hundred thousand, <laughs> we should have like our statues erected somewhere in Singapore? Uh, I don't want it to be brought As, down. No like, in our own studios lah. In our yeah, own studios, right? Yeah, small ones are, But you right, can see right the... when we open the doors, like you see three of our statues. Yeah. Yeah. In 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 our fantastic poses or so. And whenever yeah. guests uh, get invited, they have to pay respects to the statues first. But I think yeah, we should all enter. we should all have our pants down to our ankles and we should be showing our low bunks like to the entrance of our doors. You mean like you mean like the statue of David like that? Uh? No, no low bunks. He wants a low bunk. So oh, yeah. so with our butt facing the, the Yeah, yeah. So anyone who enters will know that this is the lots of low bunks. The lots of low bunks. <laughs> the, the Trinity. The the holy trinity. The actual holy trinity. No, no, but, but you see what happens to uh, st- statues of great men. Now, or yeah. when 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 there's a, when there's an injustice outside, statues are getting disrespected. I don't want that to happen to my lobang. Yeah, but we better make sure we, shave, we we better make sure we shave our lobangs first, lah, before we you know we erect the statue. No, or the statue to, doesn't have. It has to like, be as authentic as possible. So if yeah. it's hairy, 
it's just that the artist's problem. He has to chisel the shit out of that. Yeah, I my face mm. might not be hairy, but it's all the hair just goes down. <laughs> like below the belt. Below the belt. It's not growing on my face. But it just grows there. You're a you're a sculptor's nightmare. So I can't I can't carve out all the curls. Yeah. Hey Rindo, you seem like a hairy dude. Like, you know, do do you like <laughs> Take care of it down there, or uh, yeah, yeah, Harry, all over. Um, yeah, you have to. Yeah, although the, the last couple of months I've kind of let go. So, yeah. so it's like dreadlocks down there now. <laughs> yeah, I, it's yeah, like okay. endangered wildlife is like running around. <laughs> you might start a bushfire, right? <laughs> nah, it's also very swampy. So, <laughs> do, do you use like a shaver or like scissors? Uh, shaver, shaver, yeah. Uh, shaver is so much more easier. You know, this With is scissors. almost like a this is almost like a setup for like a manscape uh, uh, <laughs> com like advert, but the trying to get where we're Very, very clever. Well, yeah, you, you guys should reach out to them. You know, I'm pretty yeah. sure they're happy to do it. One dollar shave club, Yeah, one dollar I use like trimmers, scissors, like small scissors, but. I've been like scarce lah recently. Dude, that's that's so risky, man. Like uh, you know, it's like one slight nick down there, and then you see like the amount of blood that comes out, and like, oh fuck, no way. Oh yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. It's, it's just scarier shit. Yeah, the best is to use like the trimmer. Yeah, it's, it's easier. Yeah. And you don't want to be caught that way. It's like someone comes in and think, why are you screaming? They look down and see a pool of blood. You with the scissors yeah. and your. I'm, I'm you trying know. to change my sex. Ron, wasn't that you like a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> yes. There was uh, well, yes. I mean, there was one time like I would recommend you know going serious. for strip waxing. I think that was amazing. So one time I did this maybe some uh, five years ago, I think, and it was fucking amazing because it's like I didn't have to worry about what is down there for the longest fucking time. Like they just like ripped the oh, the hair the out. Yeah, it's painful as fuck. Yeah. But oh man, it was it was beautiful to look at. Like I, I started spending like ten more minutes in front of the mirror, just like. Mm. That's that is my whole. Can you share pics? Can you share pics? Just, just DM, DM us your dick pic. I'll, I'll slide into your DMs. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He was not talking about his dick, no matter what. <laughs> what is going on, man? Wait, hang on. But if you go for waxing, is it a guy or a girl who's going to wax you? Uh, it depends. Um, oh. The one that I went to was a lady, but you know, super professional. Um, you know. She like I think she asked, uh, you know, are are you comfortable with me doing this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no worries, no, what no problem. What kind of question there. is that? Would I be more comfortable comfortable with a girl or a guy touching my dick? Well, it's because it's not. Uh, you have to understand, man. Like when you're when you feel that kind of pain, you know, right. there's there's no room for thinking about anything other than that. It's like <sighs> you just like shrivel. It's yeah. like it, it's, right. And to add to that, right, they are not touching your dick in. Uh, in a way that will make you feel some yeah. pleasure. They are just like lifting it up and like throwing it back right. down. Yeah. And, like, that, there's nothing, point. nothing done during that the, the waxing session, right? It's actually meant to give you any pleasure. That's all I need to make myself come. Just lift it up and 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 flick it down, and that's it. I'm done. Two minutes, bing bang boom. <laughs> And then I, they'll use I, that as a as as a lubricant as well. Yeah, just like just flop it up and down like this, and then that's it. Just I clip this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. no! Leave it in. It's authentic. No, this no, no. Make this into a clip. Maybe it should be a gif. Yeah, those are some really good clips that you guys are putting out recently. Pretty cool, you know, nice and digestible. He's pulling Gary. Yeah, it's only yeah. Because it, yeah, so because when... it's already frozen. Yeah. 
It's already for if it's very easy, you don't have to you don't have to cut it's like, oh yeah, it's perfectly nice. Well, it's not fair on Gary though, because Gary is really like smiling and frozen yeah. most of the time. He was always caught happy. in the smile. No, he looks happy. He's already got the, the, the like the pose ready. Yeah. Yeah. And most likely he's you know trying to figure out what the fuck, why am I frozen? Yeah. Oh he's working on it. Yeah. And we were on the other side saying that hey, Gary is smiling again. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably all you heard. Like, hey, why, why are they saying I'm smiling? I'm actually frowning right now. What the hell is wrong with my... Yeah. I don't know. So, so what, what do you think about the, the current trend of like tearing down statues uh, in the UK and the US? They're not just normal statues, like the ones yeah. we were talking about, like famous of, statues. Like, of historical like Yeah, they're thinking about... No, they're not they're, tearing you know, down Churchill. People are not considering one thing. Where are pigeons going to shit on? <laughs> on them, uh, on their cars. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. You need the statues. There's uh, a distraction. Pigeon yeah, lives matter. Save hashtag save the pigeons. Pigeon shit matters. PSM. You can't put PLM also. PSM, PSM. Oh, PSM. Pigeon PSM. shit matters. Pigeon yeah. shit matters. Yeah, you need to put that one there. Oh, you're okay. going to get a lot of hate for that one. So, hey, you're making fun of our hashtags. No, most of our listeners are either from Bangladesh <laughs> or yeah. Vietnam or Myanmar and they can't speak English. Ooh, Vietnam yeah. But pigeon, pigeon discriminate, so they only shit on racist statues. Mm. Yeah. So, so, but, but part of the larger point, right? Like, these statues essentially are like Confederate leaders and mm. who have openly espoused, uh, you know, ideals that... Uh, you know, were essentially oppressing black people. And within the context of the uh, BLM movements, that's why there's all this talk about tearing down statues, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it started in uh, in the States. It, it was quite, it turned quite violent, like in Charlottesville. Mm. And I don't know where, like, I think many other places, they, they were like, oh, take that statue down. This guy owned slaves. This guy was racist. This guy was that. This guy was this. And yeah. now it's like part of the BLM, the protest, the uh, justice for George Floyd. But you know, yeah, justice is now taking so many other uh, uh, what do you call that forms. Yeah. yeah. So now there are calls to take down Gandhi's statue in uh, in the UK as well, right? Uh, in in Africa also. Yeah, in Africa. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. as it turns out, and this is something that I just uh, found out very recently. So I thought this was, okay, so for context, so there was an article that was shared on a Facebook group um, where um, folks from Ghana in Africa uh, wanted to, were taking down um, statues of Gandhi. And I assumed it was with reference to something about, you know, Black Lives Matter. But as it turns out, this was something that was happening for a long time. And that incident in particular was in 2018. So well before any of these incidents. So the essence was that this kind of, you know, became part of uh, like was being talked about a lot more because uh, the idea and the feeling among a lot of African people, especially in South Africa, was that uh, Gandhi, for all his persona of being like a figure of peace and, you know, uh, whatever it is, um, he was anti-black. Um, and there is some credence to it because um, so Gandhi, uh, for, for context, Gandhi uh, started activism actually in South Africa. So he didn't start in India first. He was working as a, a barrister, a lawyer in, in South Africa. Um, you know, uh, he stood up for uh, racial equality, so to speak. Uh, you know, he wanted to make sure that Indian people living there, you know, had rights that were uh, right up there. And he didn't want like white people to, you know, stomp on their rights and stuff like that. Um, ironically, uh, he wasn't 
he was quite dismissive of uh, the black people's experiences in Africa. So even while black people were kind of supporting him because he was like this, you know, tiny Indian man who was, you know, sticking it up to the white guys, um, mm. you know, the feeling was not mutual. And so uh, Gandhi has even alluded to something in his memoirs where he talks about how, uh, you know, as an Indian person, he is genetically superior. And he kind of alludes to that kind of uh, uh, dialogue that uh, black people somehow do, are not genetically predisposed to lead uh, and, and shit like that. Now, of course, this is probably he being a product of his time and, you know, that is probably like the dominant uh, thought around, you know, intelligence being having a genetic component. But this is regularly put up in, in conversations around black activism in Africa. So, um, in all of this, you know, Gandhi is constantly highlighted as, you know, this symbol of peace and, you know, he's quoted, he's like celebrated, venerated across the world. Not so much in, in oh. South Africa. And uh, a lot of black people in other African countries also feel the same. So this tearing down statues of Gandhi specifically has been going on a little earlier than, than 2020, which is which is quite interesting because, um, yeah. Right, right. Was it in Ghana? Uh, Ghana, this particular that... instance that I'm talking about, yeah, was in Ghana. Yeah, and right. it was at a university, right? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, need, I need to go back to that uh, article. Really, I think it was at a university. They were like, "No, we don't want this statue in our school." Mm, mm. Yeah, so they actually took it down. If I'm not wrong, I think maybe maybe now's the time to put all statues in the museum. Uh, yeah, I think that's one one argument that has been made, right? Like yeah, statues are meant to be in an in a museum for people to talk and about the like historical is, value. The other thing is the, the, the heroes of the past are they they did great great things. But that's not to say they didn't do bad things as well. Yeah. Or didn't yeah, say yeah. bad things as well. Yeah. I think there's one adage that says you don't want to meet your heroes. Oh yeah. Like, you don't want to meet your heroes. Don't you don't, might get, don't you meet, might be don't disappointed, meet, right? Yeah, don't meet your idols. Don't meet because these people you are the one that put them up on the pedestal and then sometimes you give them hero-like status and you imagine things that are way beyond like let's say uh, i want to meet emma watson but the problem is that she doesn't want to meet me dude you want to big floor. <laughs> and it's like but the, there's a big that like i said there's a big downside to that and that she doesn't want to meet me so yes. sean here's the thing. if if you have a tracking device and Emma Watson has it and you can track her every movement. Will you say yes? No. So you can know her whereabouts. Because she'll know where I am as well. No, Sean. There's Sean no longer uh, element of surprise. The, the element of surprise. So Sean, you surprise? Huh? Sean, so you want the element of surprise. You want to just I want the element of, hey, it's like nice seeing you here. And I was like, what a coincidence. This is serendipitous, you know, it's like a, it's, it's a coincidence. If I have the tracking device, like, oh, shit, you know where I was, that's why you were here. You know, the, all of it's like lost. The romance is lost. Right. If I ever bump into Emma Watson, I need to be uh, not totally drunk, but drunk enough not to be uh, like self-conscious. Mm. And, you know. No, you need to have a couple of drinks in you, but not too yeah, much. Not too much. Yeah. And then she probably has to just be... Uh, uh, I don't know. No drinks. No drinks. Sober as hell, so I don't get accused of stalking and all that. And have a pleasant night. That's all I'm saying now before before I get a restraining order that I don't even deserve. So it's not stalking if she doesn't find out. Lah. 
Uh, yeah. I no comment. <laughs> if, you're, if you're good enough, then you wouldn't no be comment. stalking because you wouldn't even know that you're there. A great stalker is never found. You know, it's, yeah. it's something. Yeah, you know, if Sean, Sean was able to do all of that, right, he'll be working for intelligence right now. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Who's to say I'm not? Who's to say I'm not? I have a very you know, uh, no one would suspect this face knows anything. So, I won't be tortured. I won't be captured because they just walk right past me in the crowd. Like, mm, mm, mm. but I'm the one committing all the little, mm, you know. What the, the puppeteer pulling all the strings? Yeah, I'm like a uh, uh, Kaiser Soze. Right, right. Yeah, the usual suspects. I'm like the the guy who limps, and at the end, it's like, oh yeah, I screwed your entire company up. That's At least why I, I took a dark turn into Emma Watson. Uh, <laughs> hey, I don't want to do anything. So if being you, stopped, but if, if if someone googles her name and then this comes up, uh, please, I mean no harm. I just no. There's no way it would have to be tagged with this, and uh, yeah. we, we don't do I, that I, much work. I really liked you when you were casting spells. You cast one right here. When when she was twelve. No. <laughs> hey. The thing is, in context, I was as young as her when that thing came out. Yeah, I think. No, so. no, no. Wait. You were way older. Wait, not that much older. I was still like, okay, I, I don't can't believe I'm googling this, but yeah, Harry <laughs> Potter. Wait, the first Harry Potter movie was what? Two thousand two, two thousand two thousand. Uh, when we were when I was like twelve, I think, or eleven. Yeah, that that was when. The oh, first. But she was way younger. No, she was not. I she's don't. 89. She's born. Yeah, she's 89. She's 89. It's yeah. perfectly oh, fine. Josiah's yeah. age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Josiah's age, you see? And it's perfectly fine. Technically, it's legal if I'm 12. And she's 12 as well. <laughs> I'm not taking his stance on that. I'm just saying it's perfectly fine at that point of time to, you know, carry it all the way until now. Okay, fine. Off from Emma Watson, then back, back to the... Back to Churchill. Back to Churchill. Yeah, back to yeah, Churchill. Coming back to what Sean was saying, right? Like, um... You know, you don't want to meet your your idols or your heroes. But another thing is that, you know, people will justify the actions of um, their heroes if they see fit. If, if they really want to justify it, they will do it. Right? Like for Churchill. I mean, it can be the same thing if you ask the followers of the Manson family. Manson Are family. there followers of the Manson family? Is it Manson family? Oh, the, 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 Charles the, the, Manson. the Charles Manson guy. No, Charles the, Manson. The, the people in his cult. And hasn't it come out saying that he actually had them on LSD? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a CIA operator. Used to be, yeah. Used yeah. To be. So yeah, he was, but, she was using whoever, the, the LSD whoever, to like, do experiments and then he was telling them to go out and kill people. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So he was like training assassins. Somewhat, yeah. And they, they actually did carry it out. But so it yeah, goes, it, like, those people who goes, actually follow him like or, or idolize him, they also hold him in some... No, but there's a whole other like... Um, level. Like of, what you're saying, like it leads to like the whole other thing where women actually write to convicted like serial killers or like mass murderers in jail and they fall in love with them and all this kind of shit. Yeah, th that kind of thing happens. No, but, but mine actually, no. So that's slightly no, like, different. This, mine I, is the one where you where you, you will hear hero stories and you idolize them. When yeah. you meet them, you find no, like, out. Like like know. Churchill, right? Like yeah. what um, Rindo was saying about about Churchill, how Indians look at him and Versus how the, rest the of Brits the would look at him. No, yeah. not the rest of the world. The Brits look at him because their country was almost like gone. Mm. Yeah. And so, then 
you know, with his leadership during the World War, they came back and now they are still one of the global superpowers. So it's this is an interesting point, right? Like uh, about statues, about hero veneration in general, I personally, I think it's important to provide context, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's okay to admire a character for certain characteristics. So let's take the example of Churchill. Now, obviously, being an Indian from India, I may be biased against Churchill, but let's put that aside, mm-hmm. right? Um, so Churchill probably did something. He's supposed to be this inspiring leader. You know, he, you know, did whatever he did in World War II and all that and, you know, made sure that Britain didn't get bombed to the ground. Um, and maybe there is something that we can do to admire Churchill in that respect. But the constant veneration of Churchill throughout the ages by erasing context is what becomes a problem, right? Yeah. So um, I don't think that someone in UK should stop worshipping Churchill if he or she does just because he did uh, bad things in India, right? It's important for them to know about it and then make a choice, right? So I think that the issue is that a lot of these stories of the problems that these heroes have caused just do not show up in in public discourse. Just to keep them as heroes, uh, just to keep them uh, stainless. Yeah, Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I mean, uh, we've heard so much if you can justify the reason for the statue Hmm. like even though this person has done x amounts of like bad things but he did do this and that that is why we are still a country i think he deserves a statue if you try and justify it that way and if you have consensus on your side then okay but i'm pretty sure if someone says that if britain says that you know india should have a statue of churchill that would not make sense you know Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I find something like which is similar is Mother Teresa, mm. right? Okay. So, like the Indian government, the Catholic Church, has tried their level best to champion Mother Teresa as, as, you know, like a saint, someone who tried to help humanity, who was help helping humanity till her last breath, mm. right? And then you get a totally different side of her brought out by people who who actually went to her um uh what do you call that her homes mm-hmm. and then they saw children and old people just left to die whoa fuck okay i oh you have not you've not heard of this, heard of this. okay so, I mean, okay yeah. so christopher hitchens made a documentary about this called hell's angel but you know mm-hmm. let's put it into context christopher hitchens world-renowned atheist militant right. atheist right right he not a fan of the Catholic Church or what, so right. he made the documentary. But then people who were in, like people in India who were actually like uncovering all these things for quite some time, came out and said that yes, like we have we have tried to make reports and complaints about this, but we have been silenced for a very long time. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. So she took. Um, Mother Teresa took uh, donations from many leaders of, like, uh, I think the ex-leader of Haiti, mm-hmm. like, like who was, like, stealing money from the people, but he wanted her to pardon, like, to, like, bless him or, like, forgive him for some, like, whatever shit he has done. So he donated money, right? So when this guy got arrested eventually or got driven out of the country, they were actually trying to get the money back from her. But they couldn't because every single donation that comes to her gets siphoned to 
gets transferred to the Vatican. Oh, so there's a, there was the same thing that happened in the states. A guy who was like uh, I forgot the guy's name, but he was he was running a scam, right? So eventually, when he got caught, the FBI seized all his assets, and then they found out that he was donating quite a bit of money to to Mother Teresa and the Vatican, and they tried to get back the money, and they did not give back the money. Yeah, the Vatican oh. will never give money back. The Vatican will never give, and when yeah. they approach Mother Teresa, she said that I can't give, I can't do anything. Yeah. And they uncovered the orphanages, uh, which is under Mother Teresa's care, that uh, they have no modern equipment at all. Uh, every, they, yeah. They're reusing uh, needles. Yep. Right? Uh, and, okay, then that was where, you know, it all, like, it, like you could clearly see the picture where they questioned, why, why is this so? Like, people are donating loads of money. They are volunteering themselves to come and help doctors, nurses from all around the world, right? And they discovered that the mission of that home was that you facilitate suffering because that's what that's God's will. Or that oh. was their understanding of God's will, that mission's understanding. Yeah. So wow. if you have if you have contracted some disease, you are you're poor, you're begging, or you're on the street, that was what God had planned for you. So if you're going to die, we will take you in and we will just facilitate your death. Yeah, but essentially. He, la. Yeah. But yeah. He, he, I think he, he clarifies that he's got no issue with Mother Teresa herself. Just the... Just oh, the, Christopher the, Agents? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't an attack on her. It was an attack on what was yes. happening. That what day. was happening, yeah. He called her not the friend of the poor, but the friend of the... Friend of, of the poverty. Rich. Oh, yeah, yeah. Friend of poverty oh, and the worst yeah. of the rich. Yeah. And she, she was like flying on helicopters and planes, private jets, and all going to meet Princess Diana. Like, yeah. mm. I think and he wasn't he wasn't attacking her as a, as well. I think he's like not. No, that, but, but I, I don't think he met her. But he's just like saying that you know, uh, what's happening here needs to be questioned. That you can't just make someone a saint out of. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't make was, her a saint. She was given sainthood. She was given sainthood, and uh, he's saying to question it lot. I think he's just raising the, he's raising the simple uh, thing about question why is it happening so quickly like yeah you have to see is it really that I mean one thing is if it was an attack on the somewhat Roman Catholic so most people took like oh hey how can you do that but I think it's right I think not that that uh, and, and because it helps his point right his point is that you know you you, you you claim you claim that the Catholic Church is a beacon for moral values. Yeah, but you are, you have to mm. ask like you know what if they what, what are your values, only, right? What, what if they're only pre- yeah? What if they're only pretending? What if like okay, you say Mother Teresa's helping poor and all that, and then like what even said? What if that was like really true? What if you just went to one of these homes and you see them just lying there dying? Is that really helping? It's not. It's, yeah. No, but then you see the the, the the perception is that they are helping by giving them a place to die. No, no, no. Like people who have not been to the homes, they they think the perception is that, oh, if they were to be admitted into the home, they will mm. be getting help. Mm. I think he's questioning the, the fact that they didn't try to go find out. They're just like, oh, no, no, know. no. He would uh, okay. Christopher Hitchens, mm. his documentary was 
exposing what was going oh, on. Oh, exposed. He ex- those things were exposed. Uh, the, those things were exposed. So they had volunteers from like Britain who went there. A doctor went there, and she found that one boy who was in the home ex- uh, could actually like get a simple treatment, and he would survive. Like he would get rid of disease. But they did, they said that we can't do it. Yeah. We can't afford to do it. Yeah, and and I think they have a disdain for Western medicine as well, right? And modern, modern that, medicine. That I'm not too sure. Yeah, where 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 the it becomes like oh, if you know if you have faith, uh, God will heal you. Kind of oh, okay. Yeah. No, uh, kinda, yeah. Maybe maybe maybe. But maybe I can. And 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 apparently, I was reading somewhere. I'm not sure about it, but the in order to like go like enter the orphanage, you have to convert to Catholicism. And if you don't, you'll be kicked out of uh, of the orphanage. Okay. Yeah. To quickly add on to what Josiah was saying, yes, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm not sure what the case is right now, but uh, at least until the 2000s, and like when I was growing up in India, um, there is a prevalent belief that Western medicine is bad. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily because of a distrust of medicine, it's just that why do we have to trust something from the outside when we have our own grand traditions of, you know, Indian Ayurveda and all that medicine and stuff? So there is probably some credence to to what Josiah was yeah. talking about, which has been working for thousands of years. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yes, but yeah. I've I've generally had issues with this, and I understand that you know there is value in those traditional medicine systems, but uh, those systems sometimes don't scale. So, like, yes, yeah, yeah. of course, I, like Indian traditional medicine can help with the common cold, but can't necessarily cure cancer you know so and we can't apply like science learned from a thousand years ago and apply it to you know physiology today so that's kind of my one criticism but of course Mm. it's it depends yeah so i think when when you talk about uh like mother Teresa and like another big uh figure in india is gandhi right and then you look at gandhi like oh no even like he might be a racist but at least you could argue that he did some good for his people uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But the same cannot be argued for Mother Teresa in this sense. I feel like it's my no. But uh, okay, there was a there was a debate on BBC. Mm. Um, it's called the Big Question, where they were discussing this topic about Mother Teresa, mm. and um, few of the Catholics actually they were in an extremely unenviable position of defending her. They were saying that you know her missions. Um, Aim was not to save people. Ooh. Ooh. When, when, you start, when you start with that, was right? Not to, was not yeah. to treat people medically. You know, you know it's like... Uh, so, it was, it was like, wow. Then yeah. People who are not Catholic, were, were, they were like, wow. So, that's so, uh, so different. You see the way you, en- you, en- you entered the argument already, like kind of admitting like, oh, you know, she's... You know, you're like saying, like, you can't actually, like, she wasn't actually, you know, you yeah, go to that giving of this vibe, you're like, oh. No, because they were at a very bad position, right? Because people were talking about the conditions in the homes. Like, so people they, did not have they, they were not. They were not, like, disputing it. They were just immediately saying, like, oh, yeah, it's like that, but, you know, she wasn't there. <laughs> the whole thing's lost already. You just lost the... No, of course, they, you know, loads of different uh, excuses were used, right? Uh, yeah, or uh, red tape, the, the Indian government, think... you know, that, this, Even uh, for me, the like, local projects in Calcutta, that, like, loads of different things were being were being said. But none of them were credible. Those excuses were not credible. And when you start, when, yeah, like, what is it? Yeah, you, you start, start off right? by saying, like, 
that was not our purpose. Uh, you, you already start off with like kind of an excuse. You kind of know like you didn't even start off like no, that wasn't the case. Like, uh, we had all this, but we faced government pressure. No, you just went in like you know, uh, she wasn't there to save anybody. You know, oh, I can't help you. You know, oh, I can't yeah, help so, that the fathers touch the kids before they die. So this, this, I think, I think Stuff this like that. whole danger of like organized religion, right, where you value the soul of a human being more than the physical body. Because then the yeah. argument could be like, oh, but these kids, they convert to Catholicism. You know, they are safe now. So whatever, you know, they are, they, when they die, they are, they are going to a better place. And we don't have to really worry about the physical body. And that's a very, you're treading on very dangerous ground there. No, but you also have to keep in mind that this is, I think, the point of view of this particular mission, right? Like, you know, an, an, another um, uh, denomination might not believe in this. Another sect of uh, uh, Catholics might not believe in this. Mm. So, is this is this one particular mission that Mother Teresa belongs to mm. that be- believed in this, and that's how they they were operating. Yeah, but but she's exploiting like a lot of people. Like you know, she's what I yeah. think she's one of the biggest. She has the most number of orphanages in in India, and she's getting like millions of dollars every year. And where's that money going to? You know, like. Uh, her no operation was pretty big, now that I think about it. Fuck, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything cra- comes crashing down. Like, uh, I can, think you, she... can you imagine that's, that's their motto, that you'll be in a better place. Like, that's the motto. Come here. It's not that good, but you'll be in a better place soon. Dude, sadly, that was the motto. <laughs> that was the motto. Come <laughs> here. Dead. Don't worry, it's shit, but you'll be in a better place soon. The, the soon part was bold. Yeah. The, that's you know, you know, like what, like what Eddie Bravo says. Look into it. The more you look into things, you find that that's, you know, there that's, are too many. That's the exact it's thing. not black and white. There are so many like gray areas. Can you, can you imagine that? That's, that's the thing. I think it just brings back the thing that you don't want to meet her. Like if you meet her, how would you feel? Like, like even for me, even after you say all this, right? I still think that when you meet Mother Teresa, it'll be like she's a kindly old lady. He's like soft-spoken, not knowing anything. Just like people whispering, like, hey, you need to say you're doing this so I can take money and give it to the church. Or Stuff you like think that, that she's a witch. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Then you yeah. then you meet her, and the first thing you hear is, ah, ha, 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 ha. Welcome, my honeys. Woohoo! She but she's dead the, now. She takes off yeah. the, yeah, I mean, I don't know where you meet her, like Limbo. Right? She takes off the bloody thing. It's like, oh, and you find out more that she led a very... A very very uh, hard life. Oh, uh, the irony is that uh, when she fell ill, she got treatment, or the she highest, had multiple treatments from the best, the best hospitals, best care. Yeah, because God wrote it. Yep. Yeah, and so she actually wrote down an invoice, like charge it to God, like that was his cut. <sighs> No, but real she, life. that's where you can justify anything, right? Yeah, like, there was a real life. The, the word of her mission, it was vital that she survived. was healthy or survived. And yeah. If, if, if I'm going by what you said, like basically she would have survived if she had faith in God. So her faith was not that strong that she needed uh, Western medicine, first class. <laughs> so it's, it's hypocrisy yeah, yeah. at its best. Yeah. It's, the hypocrisy at its best, yep. Well said. It's, uh, I... No, this illusion is one thing, but I guess it's not good to come from someone who's too lazy to go to church. But, you know, if you probably meet a lot of people who are much more... Is that the reason why you're not going to church? I would say I'm lazy, but I never felt a connection to... I mean, I can't say 
I never kept felt a connection to the church, to the place I was going. Mm. I always felt that maybe, I, I still feel that there is something out there, but we don't know what it is. How can we? we we're expecting that this thing is divine, all-powerful, om, uh, 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 omnipresent everywhere. But how can we even find that we, we understand it? Like, what gives us that kind of arrogance to think that we would understand it? Like, yeah, but select a, a, a few of us to tell. Why not just tell all of us? Mm. Why only a few? Why? I mean, then they justify it by saying it's a test, a test of your faith. If I give it to all of you, it will not be, you know, there will be no test. Like it's, but then, it's again, it makes how sense. How it know? makes sense. But then you chose this few people. A test? Yeah, you 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 you, yeah. you chose these two few people, and those people tell us there's a test. You can understand where I'm questioning it from. You test them only. You have a classroom of 100 people, you test five of them, you tell the rest of them that is what the test is about. I don't even know these five people. I, I had never met John. I'm his namesake, that's all. So it's, it's a lot to ask, but on the, on, the, on the downside of it is, what if it's all made up? It's like, uh, it's too much, there's too much things to ask. And I know that's where faith comes in, you have to believe in all these things, but then you look at what you're asking us to believe in. Just take a step back and look at it. Yeah. Now, if you can explain those things in the current way I'm understanding things, it will be perfect. If you, if like I think what Rindo was saying, if it scales, if at every stage we can use what was said two thousand years ago to explain certain things happening, then maybe, like even in the smaller sense, like, then maybe we'll be like inclined to think, okay. But now you see all these other things happening, and you realize. What if it's all just, you know, bullshit from one person's, or it's twisted? Either it's bullshit or it's twisted. Either he, he, he was trying to talk to the people back then, but the minds were blocked, or they were really just evil fucking bastards. It's just pure imagination we, from, like, from excellent uh, screenplay writers. Mm, yeah, we have, we, have, we have excellent yeah. screenplay writers now. Uh, Josiah has a hard-on for Scorsese. Mm. So what if John was a Scorsese of his time? Yeah, he just didn't was, have a camera. He also, just was, did not have a camera. I, I was reading. Um, uh, well, I, I just signed up for Audible mm. and I download uh, Graham Hancock's uh, Fingerprints of the Gods and oh. he's talking about ancient myths. Uh, and then he talk about the uh, the story of Noah and about the giant, the big flood that like swept off civilization and only like a handful of people survived. And then he was talking about other myths from the Mayans from the Aztecs, from the Incas, and then you go even before that, you know, like through, uh, I think, Babylonian texts and everything, and so, something about all these different civilizations across different time time uh, epochs, they, they all talk about this flood, the myth of the flood, you know, and how, like, one family will survive the flood. So he's, mm. he's, he's talking about why is it that all these different civilizations uh, have different interpretations of similar events, well, I mean, sidetracking a bit, but he's saying like in, in the book is that uh, uh, 12,000 years ago, there was, a, there, there was a comet or asteroid that hit like uh, the northern part of uh, America and Greenland, where it, caught, where it caused like massive uh, flooding in the world. And like civilizations at that time, like a lot of them were wiped out and uh, the, the coastal regions of the earth was redrawn. And so like it, it just brings you a, a bit of perspective into like the things that we, like religious texts, for example, is also based on Interpretations of historians at that time, you know, and, mm. and the stories that they hear. It's the time, the, the yeah. time, yeah. That, that's yeah. the other thing that you have to raise questions. I mean, it's it's very easy to see 
things now completely different from things back then. Even 40 years ago, how much things have changed? I'm the, I'm I'm I'm, I'm uh, like video calling with you guys now. 40 years ago, or uh, 20, I don't know, 30 years ago, this That's this wouldn't really be. This is crazy. I mean, I can do this with you guys on this. When yeah. last time I probably need like a giant computer and, and an actual camera there just to send you and you have to watch it the next day. Yeah. Stuff like that. 2000 years ago. That's so long. People see things differently, especially when you're, you're saying that that guy's book. Exactly. One comet hits one place. Around the world, people see it different. The Mayans, the, the Noah and everybody. And the flood. If it happens to you and in your area, it would seem like it's the biggest disaster ever. And you would think it's the whole world is going through this thing. Yeah. But the flood's only happening to you. And, I mean, and, it's the same thing at, at like the tsunami in Phuket. It would seem like the world was ending to them, everyone there. And if you imagine if there was nobody else in the world, no media coverage, what would those people be saying? Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of a tsunami, do you think, it, like, I, I read something quite interesting, or I heard someone talk about it on an interview saying that like uh, they actually found like 20 to 30 uh, new like species after the the the, oh, the tsunami washed up from the from yeah, the from, from the, like wow. ocean uh, I don't know yeah they, they, they do say that actually the 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 bottom I mean we still don't know how many species are there at the bottom like near the the deep end of the ocean there's so much yeah, because you, you can't dive down that deep that, that, so we yeah, don't even know much about uh, <laughs> We're trying we know to go more to space than about our yeah. oceans, actually. It's quite freaky, yeah. yeah. Which is which is insane. Um, yeah, there could be a gigantic monster on there. We don't know. Yeah, it was right. Like, this fantastic video of um. So it was by one of those deep drill mining companies. So they had like underwater footage, you know, to surveil their equipment way down there, and they found this like a uh, giant forty foot squid or something. And it was like fucking massive. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, it's really, is it, is really it a squid scary. or a jellyfish? It's a squid, but it's kind yeah. of like floating like that, and it just looks so weird. And it it, it was yeah. crazy, and so it kind of like probably, uh, you know, is a, is a throwback to all those tall tales about giant squids, you know, taking down ships. But yeah. maybe there is some, you know, truth to that. It was a, uh, and that's why I stay out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's down there, man. I don't want to be the one that finds out, like in the worst way. Oh shit! Wow. I didn't know. You get eaten by a forty-foot squid. You can't even tell anybody. It's like, oh no. By the kraken. By the yeah, kraken. By the kraken. Coming back to the statues, right? Mm. So, so what do you guys think about the statues? Do you think that defacing them or removing no, them? No, I, I don't think you should deface them. They were there for. I mean, they stand for like. If you want to put break it down, they stood. Those statues were raised. For a great act that they committed, the great acts that they committed, not for the person themselves, not for their personality, not for. Wait, 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 hang on. But which statue are we talking about, though? Because Bo above, I think church. No, like any, like any, any, like any monument, even any like monument Robert E. Or, any, or like any, any of the statues. The the you, you, we, I think maybe we have to look at why they were raised, why they were erected, like mm. the, for Churchill and all that. They were not erected to in honor of his racism or the words he said. It was in, in honor of the act that he did for England. And what Deben said is true. England can raise it up on their land, but they cannot force India to raise it up, use their own money. I mean, they can. 
if you want if India wants to play coy, say can you give us the money or we'll raise it and then we tear it down just for the sake of it. Yeah. So it'll be great. Because it's yeah. your money, you raise it up, but, but you didn't say we can't tear it down. So we raise the, it down and we bulldoze yeah, it down like ah, okay, but, fuck you. but here's the thing though, should we should we be erecting like twenty twenty, right? Can we have a conversation about like removing statues of slave traders? Like, why, why do we need a, a statue of a slave trader in the town square? No, but you see, that goes back to what Sean just said. Like, examine the reason why they got a statue. Was the reason behind uh, the erection of a statue, them participate, them being prolific as uh, um, slave traders? I don't think so. I mean, over here, we have the, the statue of Sir Stanford Raffles, one of the founders. So it was erected in the in the thought that he was one of the founders and for founding Singapore. So it's an honor of founding us. That's that's all. Not not really an honor to him, but of his act of founding us and, and leading yeah. us to. I mean, like just finding us. It was because there, there he's also surrounded by controversy. That uh, was I think it was his second in command that was the real one that was running the place, and he mm. just took the. The, the the credit for it. Yeah, if you want to find oh, critics of Sir Stanford Raffles, you are going to find critics yeah, of it. You're going to find it. And, and if there has been talked about tearing it down. If you so read, like, um, like there, there are a couple of books about him, you know, and like scholarly books, right? And they talk talk about how, you know, he wanted to impose the more, the more his more cultured way of running things and, and uh, improve the culture of the locals. Mm. So it came from a point where you know they considered their culture to be superior, and then they were bringing they were they, they were civilizing people who were who were local indigenous to this land. And you so can see from that mindset lah, where it, where it, it comes, it, 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 it flowed down. Okay, so it stayed with a lot of them. It stayed with a lot of the colonials, the the yeah. the colonists, the the ones that went around. The, that's what they thought. That's why they colonized. That's why they thought I'm better than you. Let me you know let me take and use you. So mm. most of those statues were erected in those, I mean, examine the reason. If those statues that were raised up for those confederate leaders were because they they had slaves and all that, tear it down. I mean, take it down, put it, or if you want, if you want to be less yeah, fine about it, put it. The founding fathers of America had slaves as well. So are you yeah, Thomas Jefferson also had slaves. Yeah. And he, he was one of the ones who wrote out the, the I mean, one of the yeah. signees of the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. You see, that's American history. They had, they fought the civil, the civil war against the British or, yeah, I think no, the revolutionary, war. revolution, revolution war. The okay. civil war was between the, the Confederate No, no, that was, yeah, so that right? was, uh, that was a slave one. The, the other one, the one where they, the revolutionary, revolution. Yeah. The revolution, yeah. right? So that was the Declaration of Independence. That's where they fought together with, I mean, I think they had black guys. Yeah, they, they conspired together they, they to kick out the British. The British. So, yeah. but he owned slaves. Yeah. But yeah, yet, at that point in time, it was if, a different time, I mean, if he yeah. didn't fight, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be free of their British, uh, the British people. Well, so, well, so within within the context of you know um, Confederate yeah. leaders, statues, you know, being taken down and all that controversy around it, uh, I think it's important for us to understand that these Confederate statues uh, are in cities in the South, and this is often within the context of the um, Confederacy sympathizers, I guess. Ah, uh, yeah. Th this you was know? the Civil War thing, right? This is yeah. the if the Confederate ones a little bit more touchy because they actually fought to yeah. keep the rights to own slaves and all that. Correct. And that's why those ones, those statues, 
I, because I don't know the reasons why they were erected. They so were the, just erected in honor of their great, like, uh, great battle prowess, I think. I'm not sure what they did. So, so this is, yeah, this is actually pretty interesting because uh, it also ties into, like, also another controversy around Gone with the Wind being taken off of um, yeah. the thing, right? Oh, so, Faulty Towers. Yeah, Faulty Towers. Wait, what? So, uh, Gone with the Wind, the movie, and by extension, the book that it was based off of. So the thing is, like growing up, um, uh -huh. Gone with the Wind was my favorite book, right? I, I loved it. I could, I could quote it verbatim. Um, the, the thing was that it was sympathetic to the South and the Southern cause. And also there are disturbing sections like... Um, Okay, so maybe like a, a bit of context on the concert right now is that Gone in the Wind is being taken off of these streaming services because of, you know, depictions of black people, et cetera, et cetera, right? But then the book, which the movie doesn't touch upon that much, actually has a more disturbing element of uh, being sympathetic, not just to the Southern cause, uh, but also sympathetic to the Ku Klux Klan. Um, the protagonist, Clark Gable, uh, I mean, sorry, Rhett Butler, who was played by Clark Gable in the movie, uh, the character in the book actually, uh, you know, wears the KKK robes uh, and justifies, um, you know, killing uh, black people. And the angle in the book was that um, after the Civil War and the South lost, the North states imposed, you know, freedom upon the slaves who then became lost people and therefore took to crime and were becoming, and this is the term that was being used, uppity. So, uh, and as a justification for, um, you know, and because of the fear of these people coming in, raping their women and all that stuff. And there are stories like in the book that talk about how like in you know, one black person just went to the house and raped this woman just because he could. And so um, the KKK became like, kind of, it was kind of like justified. And that's a, that's a very, very problematic part. So, um, I, and, and that's, that's the thing, right? So in the wider context, it's that these Confederate leaders are being celebrated even though they lost in the Civil War. So there are sympathizers to the Confederate cause, whether it was pro-slavery or uh, anti-slavery is not even the issue anymore. It's about attacking the identity of, you know, of who you are. So mm -hmm. it's like, these are Confederate leaders from my hometown, and we, we grew up with this narrative mm -hmm. that the South is awesome, but we lost, but we lost with pride and stuff. And now these fuckers from the North and these progressives are going to try to take down our symbols and th that's I, I think there is something to that yeah. um, mm -hmm. and I think the, the, one of the latest developments is that NASCAR has uh, banned the use of the confederate flag okay yeah and, yeah. and they're racist right and the um, X right is the, the woman X yeah. and stars are, yeah. yes yeah but funnier we, we all uh, associate the cross as wrong but back then I wonder what it meant to them it was just easier. It's like <laughs> two sticks together. Cool. Like, why? Why would it fit in so well that you know the flag is a cross, and you're like, oh, that's the wrong flag to. It's wrong, and you're like, shit. Did they know they were gonna lose? It's like why? But, and then you know the swastika. Like why? Why uh, something the, so the, ominous? Like yeah, the, 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 the they, Nazis took it away from us. You know, they just yeah. corrupted. <laughs> yeah, they just switch it around, right? They just switch it around. And it's like, oh, but, but uh, did they know? God. I mean, did they know it'll be it'll fit so nicely? Like in my mind, that's a symbol of evil. Why? Why is it so? Why does it fit so nicely? Then Confederate flag, that cross with stars, and like it's it's the wrong flag. But then you see it in the lumberjacks or something. So you know yeah, where the cross comes from. But then from. again, who watches NASCAR? But isn't I mean to the point about Confederate flags? Like is isn't the Confederate flag classified as a hate symbol now? Is it? Uh, is it? Yeah, 
more or less, I think, yes. Okay. Yep, yep. yep. So we will, so th- I have to check with the Southern Poverty Law Centre if, <laughs> if, if it is classified <laughs> as that. I don't think the, South, the, the people in the South would classify as that. They, they always say it's uh, their traditions, their... Yep, yep. It's their, you know, pride. And, you it's their beliefs, their pride and all that. And, and tearing down the thing was an attack on their pride. La. I, don't, no, I, don't, I don't think they see... They don't see the that the what 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 people are saying about their statues and their flags. They don't see it that way. They, right. they saw it the way you explain the it. That that the of America look at it is their their so-called treasons, right? Uh, they, they're committing treason because they want to break away from the rest of the country to form their own state. Yeah. So, I mean, you can look at it as why are you flying the uh, the Confederate flag when you sh- well, what do you want to break away from the rest of America? Or and form your own government, like what? What is this going on? So I think the there's civil war. element of, uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so like, it's it's a little I mean, complicated. The, the, yeah, the fact that they broke up and they still are separate because when they when they won the uh, the civil war, they didn't actually unite under a single flag per se. They still had the you know Republicans and the Democrats and then the Liberals and all that. So they still have their separate factions. They never actually united. It's very funny that they call themselves the United States of America when they're not actually united in any sense. In not say in any sense, like in any real sense. When you're united, you'll be under like one flag and you try to have a government that goes in yeah. a certain same direction. But they've always been very separate in their in their, in their government. Yeah, but they have it's like yeah, but it's like two levels, right? So this is the state level. This the state government generally. Uh, manages like 99% of everything that goes on within the state. But then there's like a set of federal uh, laws and federal governance that, you know, covers, uh, you know, the larger, uh, like, you know, security issues and all that stuff, right? So, I mean, we could say that these states are kind of autonomous, but are part of a larger whole, which is the United States of America. So maybe... uh, It's only only for sure, though. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you, you think about it in another in another angle, right? Like people who want the 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 existing statues to still be there, isn't it their freedom? It's free, you know. It's their free part of their own. If that is part of their own identity, then so be it, right? It's already there, and then you. As a, another person who does not like it wants to tear it down. So, um, yeah, I like personally. I I do not believe in tearing down statues, but I think context is also very very important. Like, mm-hmm. who is the one who wants them taken down? What is the reason for it? Um, so, for example, if if a hypothetically. Uh, because of the Black Lives Matter movement or because of, you know, the racism that uh, black people are facing in South Africa, if a j- bunch of Japanese high school students want to tear down Gandhi's statue somewhere in Tokyo, uh, I'd be like, mm. you know, yeah. really, what's what's the point, right? So if you have a personal stake, yes, you can express your disagreement. If uh, the statue is there for a reason that is relevant to um, the place or, or if it is being celebrated for what that person has done in that area and whatever good he's done, then it should stay essentially. Mm. So, um, but of course, there has to be historical dialogue. And I think now it's just become a case of, you know, the, the fanboys of the statue 
uh, defending the statue at all costs. And then the detractors saying that, you know, fuck you, you're not one of us, so we're going to tear it down. So it's yeah. just identity politics at play at this point. Yeah. Oh, shit. I did not notice this. But fuck, all of us are wearing black. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Damn. <laughs> am, am, I, am I frozen? No, you're not. Okay you're not. You're not. Yeah, yeah. Black t-shirts matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, but are we all wearing black? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hey, black lives matter. You see, we but show it. Practice uh, democracy. Like, I mean, just have a referendum and then like put to a vote. You know, like everyone in the city. Do you, you want to keep the statues? Do you yeah. not want to keep the statues? Do you want to it's, move it somewhere it's else? It's funny you brought up. It's funny you brought up. They they they, they preach that that's what they're about. I think I don't know whether they preach that what they're about But it it it's hardly ever goes to that. They always do. They're doing this. They're doing what they're doing now, protesting it. And some of them say they protest uh, non-violently, and then it's the police that uh, initiates. But there's always this here, here, like here, say when they protest this one, then there's always another one that comes out. Oh, there's violence here. Someone instigates it. It's, it's weird. It's whack. What's going on over there? They're so big. And I think someone summed it up really nicely in a in a comic strip. Uh, I think it was Nine Gear. What if America saw America? America's doing now, America will evict America for doing what Americans are doing. They, yeah, you know, I, they, they, they'll see what's happening now. And if America saw that, they would invade the country that was doing exactly what they're doing now. Yeah, the yeah, protests are pretty wild. Um, but then again, I would still, I personally, I would defend, uh, you know, the, the, the God-given right to protest. I think it's, I think it should be a fundamental right. Uh, but then obviously, when things go out of hand, then then there's nothing we can do. No, it's actually. funny that they have to resort, uh, they're, they're always resorting to it, that I, there, there's something fundamentally wrong with their government. It's, I think it's it's probably, I don't know, my opinion is probably corrupt and broken already. They mm. have to fix their, the government really needs some fixing. They've, they've put some dangerous or poisonous people in, that, in, in seats of power. And you can already see what it's doing to the country. Like the, when the people think that they have to resort to violence just to get their point through, you know something's wrong with the upper running here. Like, no, but, they, but they, see, that's just them justifying the violence, right? No, I disagree with what they're doing, yeah. looting and, and, and all that. I completely disagree and I do not even condone those uh, the Black Lives people or whoever, or whoever is trying to justify it based on some emotional thing, saying that oh, we should look because it's it's property not lives it's like, no no, no i think i think i think we all we all we can shouldn't. agree that like looting uh, and and resorting to violence is wrong I, but the, the right to peaceful protest is yeah, yeah, yeah. it's enshrined in the american constitution no, and there, nobody and there are, no yeah, yeah and there are people yeah. protesting peacefully on the streets no but you see you see the term peaceful protest right it's just protesting yeah yeah there 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 should so the, yeah so they're not, they're not yeah, looting, they're not yeah, destroying Yeah, they are, you are just protesting yeah. for yeah. cause, right? You're yeah, protesting, just protesting against something else. Yeah. By, by right, that, that shouldn't be that. Be like maybe marching on the street with yep. signs, chanting, saying this, uh, asking like certain authorities to to reply to what questions they have or have some dialogue, something like that, right? Mm. That's a protest. The That's a protest, riot. right? Yeah. If, if it devolves and you know gets to do violence and looting and all this kind of thing, that's a riot. 
So the term peaceful protesters, like I know that, that's yeah, that's a that's something they coined now to to, to, yeah. to emphasize that it's peaceful. To, yeah, to you know, to, probably just to, to separate to, them from from to the hammer their point down, right? Yeah, so, probably separate themselves from people who are looting and and you know, destruction of property. I I guess so. Yeah, yeah. criminals are basically. Was so, about to say something. Yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, I I don't know if this is like relevant to the topic because I uh, uh, so last week I was part of a very interesting call and it was just like a, a tangential Facebook group. So it's essentially about um, American diaspora, and uh, you know, f for various reasons I, I joined that call and I, I kind of so they were asking they were talking about um, so I was like the only non-American person there and so they wanted they were curious to know what my perspective was with you know all the protests that are happening in the US and so I kind of said that oh you know I understand that you know there's a lot of anger there's a lot of frustration and you know there's a lot of like systemic injustice that has you know caused people to go out in the streets and protest uh, but then I, I did say that you know I don't understand why the looting is happening and why is that you know, considered a legitimate form of protesting. Mm -hmm. And then they fucking rained on me, man. Like, Whoa. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the gist see? was, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't just, but uh, the gist of what they were saying was that um, the peaceful protests have been happening for decades, apparently. So, you know, these things have been consistently been uh, talked about, you know, people have done like processions, people have done like, you know, meetings in, in parks and all that for the longest times in, in universities and parks and all that. And there has been no discernible change for at least two decades. And this became a boiling point. And so suddenly a lot of people felt that violence seems like the only way to get the authorities to listen. And, you know, if they keep doing it in university campuses, the police don't listen, uh, the government doesn't listen. But when things like this happen and suddenly there was a bit of you know outrage in social media and people took to the streets, suddenly all the authorities were like, oh, we hear you, we're sorry, let's take down you know uh, statues and all that shit. And so it kind of legitimized the need for more stronger expressions of protest. Mm. Uh, and they also mentioned something which I did not disagree with, which is that, uh, and also that a lot of these stores are symbols of capitalism, which has been propped up by systemic inequality. So, you know, looting is kind of our way of taking that back. And <laughs> I was like, <laughs> right. So, no, so you, when you, when uh, you wear these cool. Nikes and, oh. and steel Air Jordans, is because you want to wear them? Yeah, and, oh. the, and the lingerie and the, uh, everything I mean, else. Yeah. Yeah, sure. well, well, to be fair, that was just one guy, but like a lot of the other people, uh, like they, they mentioned these points about how this has been going on for a while, but there was no one listening, no one caring. And so this is the first time that people are actually like, you know, standing up and listening, like the pe people in positions of authority. So that in a way kind of makes them feel that they need to keep this going. Were the list uh, of callers mainly liberal arts graduates or students? Uh, mostly, mostly students. So this is like the uh, Indian American diaspora. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, most of them are, are young uh, university students. Yeah. So impressionable and impression. And, yeah. And 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 well, walk and dope, walk and dope kids. <laughs> I mean, oof. wait. Yeah. It's me. It's me, right? I'm yeah, the one that froze. Correct. Yeah. 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 You are. Shit, man, the issue my fire, so <laughs> yeah, okay. The, they're the, on to me, the, man. The, the they're on to me. Protest, right? The thing with the protest, like, this is just my opinion. Like, uh, I find a huge problem with the protests, 
because what are they actually protesting? Are they protesting yeah, uh, racism? Are they protesting police brutality? Are they protesting capitalism? Mm. Are they protesting corruption? I, I mean, is it police, everything? Uh, police brutality yeah, is at the forefront, of course. Yeah. Uh, but then it is also tied very much with um, the systemic inequality, uh, you know, uh, towards or against uh, black people. Uh, yeah, so I think those two are hand in hand for sure. But you see, most of the most of the people, the, the leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement, right? They themselves can't agree with what is the agenda of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. yeah the, the, that, that's the whole, one of the, the biggest problems I have with that movement. Uh, let's not even get into who is funding them, and you know, that's a whole other can of worms. That if you open that, and then it's a We'll be here for a very long time. Yeah, we'll be here for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, we're pushing two hours. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. the the, the so, thing so, about like, the yeah, yeah go, like go like with the whole protests and riots and everything, people are there for different reasons. Mm. You you've got white kids there. You've got black people of all different ages, and most of the time you'll find out that. They are all protesting for different reasons. There, there are pockets of people who are supporting different causes, right? And they would have a separate hierarchy for the different causes. And who is going to be the figurehead? What are they? Who are they going to negotiate with? Who is going to negotiate? Or who is going to like? What form of consensus are they going to come to? Well, um, Deepan, so I, I have a question here. Maybe like, do all protests need to have a figurehead? Does, do, like, if there is uh, a very pervasive social issue or injustice that needs to be addressed, um, do we really need one leader, or can it just be like a community initiative, like from like, people just saying that hey, we are against this as a concept, and we don't really need a spokesperson to uh, channel. Where this how how this protest must run? No, uh, that, I think that I could think be the case. That could be no, the case, they, but I think that was but, the re reason why why you can't find a reason because they don't have a figurehead. That's why they're attacking it from all angles. They're not they're not coordinated. They don't have a solid uh, focus. So you have different groups, right? Like you said, different groups fighting for different things, and then you have conflict within conflicts. And when the guy argued to say that violence was the only way they could get their points through, that was just an easy. That was I. I think we like to say a cop out. I think you would say that oh they're not listening to us, so violence seems to get through to them again. I think that's that's wrong because that means there's something fundamentally wrong with your government. That that's the only way you could get through to them. But I would also think that if it was, I I think when he said that the protest was going on, it was small groups of protests, hundred, two thousand. 2,000 people, but if you get a massive one like what happened in Hong Kong, when you get millions of people to stand up in protest, not looting, protest, I think people will listen. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the Hong Kong protests because uh, in in the, the recent months when this was happening, um, you know, you know so businesses you know run by uh, you know mainland Chinese were being targeted. Um, essentially, there were like a lot of people, and as, this, is a, this is the nature of an uncoordinated protest, right? So, with the lack of a figurehead, it's going to go along in all directions. And I remember that uh, you know business owners had to make a choice because protesters would come into the shop and say, "Are you for or against?" And then you know, depending on what the answer was, 
you know, the shuffle deal. Yeah. So, I mean, these things do happen. uh, And I mean, that's also what we're seeing in, uh, you know, the the US, I guess. Yeah. Coming back to the question that he posed, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I would say there could be, you know, that such a protest could happen. But then you, you highlighted something saying that if there's a cause that we can all get behind, yeah. Then mm. yes, there doesn't but, seem to but, be one cause. Yeah, I I can use the Hong Kong protest as an example, right? The protesters, the protesters were there protesting the the legislation, the legislation the, that uh, would um, allow China to uh, without cause from Hong Kong, China to stand trial, mm. right? So when the protests started to become like serious huge number of people marching the Kong legislature said that oh we you know the bill won't go through they you know they're they're candid but then the the protests didn't stop it morphed into something else they started demanding for more things yeah started demanding other things right and then when there were reporters who were asking like so what are some of the things that uh, you are protesting for, and then there was just a huge list. Mm. So you know, the, the thing is that people are doing it for their own reasons. They have their own cause that they are fighting for, and yes, it looks like it's one monolith, but it's not. That's uh, that's fair. That's fair. It, but, uh... It's hard to talk. One person or like a small group of people can't speak for everyone. That's why we try to have some form, you know, that's why we try to have democracy wherever it's possible, right? And we try to do it by voting. Try to. uh, We try to. Doesn't seem to work. Democracy's not working out as well now. It it can't work fully as well, right? So it's a flawed system, but uh, the best we got, I guess. Yeah, it's it's the best that we have so far. And we're actually quite tired of trying to make up reasons for why BLM should matter. Black lives matter. All lives matter. You say that and you're suddenly uh, labeled as a racist. As in, oh, you should get with the times. Now black lives matter. Oh, now. And that's the only life that matters. Like, okay. Yeah. If the problem is... I mean, I... I, I, Then you should have everyone on board, right? Yeah, so, I mean, the thing is that they didn't come out with all lives. They didn't come onto the street saying, all lives matter, you know, you can't treat us like that. We matter as well. It's like, they came out straight, black lives matter. Right now, black's more important. You've been doing this to us for too long. Black, 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 black. I don't know. And then everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. I think it's because a lot of the prominent folks who espouse all lives matter are generally doing right. it with a very contrarian stance. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not just about, yeah, but I think it's, a, you know, they're being openly contrarian just for the sake of it, you know, yeah. rabble rousing just for the sake of it. And so that kind of gets a lot of people to think that, you know, they're, they're not understanding. Their attention away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something but like that. yeah if, you, if you take away the politics, right? Mm. Like, because most of, like, you know, you, if you see someone who says all life matters, and then if you see that, if that guy's a Trump supporter, you're like, oh, this guy's on yeah. the right. So, you know, this guy is doing it just yeah, for it's that just, purpose. Uh, it's just oh, oh this guy's way. Republican. Oh, this guy hates blacks. So, you know, you know, they are very quick to judge. But 
if you want to solve something in society, wouldn't you want as many people on your side, as many people as possible on your side? And if they do agree with you, that's a, that's a funny thing. People agree that the police are out of order. Yeah. That they've gone too far, they've been doing it for a long time, and there should be measures to curtail this. Then you you have people saying that, yeah, George Floyd, if he did, he, you know, whatever happened to him should not have happened, right? So you see people do agree with these two things, but then the, yes. what do we want to do with after that? Oh, we want to defund police. We, we want to disband them. You want to abolish the police in Minneapolis. Like, th- this is where you lose people, right? Yeah, this is where you... Ah, yeah. ah wait, wait, no, 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 wait. Hold on. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> you want to take away the one thing that keeps uh, one line that takes... Uh, not, not all white. I don't think all the police officers in... in Dude, in even Min- black people would say, uh, wait, hold up. Yes, hold up. But, hold yeah. up. No, no police. Like, so, so, so if I'm in trouble, who who am I gonna call? Ghostbusters. Yeah. You know that's what they'll get, right? If they take away the police, and I think we already just established Gone with the Wind, the Ku Klux can actually act like the police back then. In actuality, if they take away the police and they're in trouble, who are they gonna call? They're gonna call the Ghostbusters, except they're gonna come dressed as ghosts. Yeah. Oh, there there are stats on that, right? So like when riots happen, like when protests happen in like Ferguson and Charlottesville and all, uh, right after those protests and like riots or like uh, chaos, the police actually um, pull back. They actually did not want to get that involved because, you know, the cops got a bad name for, you know, the, oh, shooting black men and all this kind of shit. So they actually scaled back and... and uh, Put out lesser patrol cars and everything, and crime actually rose during that, during those times. Time, this time around, I think they learned from that, that's why they went full in. Yeah, and and let's not forget that uh, Antifa has taken over seven blocks in Seattle. Yes. Oh yeah, I heard about that. I was like, what the hell? That's kind yeah. of. They, kind they of, label it as a no police zone or something. It's, they are the most contrary. Uh, I don't know whether to call them ironic or moronic people. Yeah. They so, they protest. Anti-fascism by doing fascism. fascist thing. Yeah, yeah. So you have it's like so... we we have the very legit topic of of talking about uh, like police brutality against like minorities in America, and uh, and that's fair. And I think that should be something that should be addressed. And then after this whole like circus, then many people start hijacking it and and using it to support their whatever cause. I don't know it just it it becomes very confusing. And very, uh, and we are entering the very dangerous times as well. Like you know, if 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 someone who just screams the loudest get what they want, then I mean, what what are we turning into, right? Yeah, it's, what it's are they step, turning into? Yeah, let's not, let's, yeah. Let, let's oh, not let's not let's hope that doesn't happen here. You guys know about them. John Barnes, right? John Barnes, a Liverpool football player, mm-hmm. a Liverpool yeah. legend. So he he was abused as a football player, right? When when he was playing for Liverpool, you know, they were throwing bananas onto the field when he was taking corner kicks and everything. So, whenever there's like some like race, racial incident or anything, like Sky News and all of them, like they get in touch with him. BBC gets in touch with him to interview him. And his interviews are quite interesting because he's like, okay, so whenever someone at a football game uh, does monkey chants at a black player, Okay, everyone, oh, 
this is horrible. This is, you know, racial racism should not be in football. It should not be in society, you know. All right. So what do they do? They ban the guy or whoever it is, right? Okay, lifelong ban. You can't come. What does that do to that person's racism? <laughs> and then you hear the, the, the news, the newscaster reporter is like, oh, uh, then he's like, yeah, nothing. <laughs> so it says that you can be racist, but just don't be a racist for 90 minutes at the game. You can go back home and you can say that, oh, be that, you know, that black player, you know, this is why we should not have black players on our mm. team. It does not, not, none of the, none of the measures that, you know, society or governments are trying to, to impose actually attack the root cause of racism. And like, like he goes like into it, yeah, like Panadol, you know, just tells you, tells your body, just, it just you know, takes, your mind the, that takes away the symptoms. So he's like, you know, you go into the deep questions. What is race? Why did why did race come about? Why or what have people been using race for? And you know, you go through that and you educate people. You talk about things, and maybe you can um, maybe you can get rid of it. Yeah. So I, I as a counterpoint, Deepan, um, like maybe you know throwing him out of this stadium isn't necessarily about, you know, canceling racism or, you know, solving racism at a systemic level. But it could be that, you know, it's also establishing to everyone in the stadium that there are certain behaviors that aren't necessarily appropriate, uh, considering the context, it's a stadium. And, you know, if you're not playing nice, get the fuck out. Right. So, of course, he's, it's not that, you know, we need to solve his racism by throwing him out. It's just about, hey, man, you're racist. Not exactly the right time to express that kind of shit over here. Everybody's had a good time. You're just, you know, ruining the party. Get out. You yeah, know, yeah. I, no, uh, and he gets it. John Barnes gets it. And that's what he's attacking. He's saying right. that, you you know, all these organizations like like uh, English Premier League, like, like the league has put in the FA, the Football Association, they have put in these measures, right? And, you know, they have been pumping money into, like, uh, kick racism out of football, like, uh, all no these different campaigns. Yeah. yeah, say no to racism and all. So money is being pumped into all of these campaigns to do something. Like, initiatives are being all, always being thought about, and, mm. you know, they are being conceived to do something about racism. Mm. But his point is that nothing has changed. From the time right. that he was he was receiving bananas on the you know banana peels and bananas being thrown at him on the pitch, yeah. to now, you know right. uh, I think a year or two ago the English team went to a, a Eastern European country to play a international game, mm -hmm. and they were abused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever yeah. a black English player took uh, touched the ball, you started hearing monkey chants and people howling and doing all sorts of things. Yeah. Wow. And, and the team actually walked off, and then they went back on to to finish the game. Yeah, so I think he's he's asking the question like, what is the deeper issue, right? Yeah, like, it's yeah. like are we like what Sean the... said? Are you just are you just treating the the symptom, but not right. the root cause? So mm. you know whatever grandstanding we are going to do, like kicking the guy out, banging the guy. Okay, so that that is all right. Yeah, some people might think exactly the way you thought that. The, it's a, more like a sign to the other people. It's not welcome here. Yeah, okay, it's, yeah. it's more. It's more of a of a like a 
making an example of you for the rest of them to say like this is what we do for racism. You're racist, you're out, you don't get to watch football for 90 minutes. You don't yeah, get to watch yeah. it live. But but you can go home game, and watch it. Yeah, after the game, they can go to the pub and then... Yeah, and then be racist there. back to their own self. Yeah. Uh, unless the pub is the same thing. You go down there, you say something racist, and they kick you out there also, so you can't go to the pub. Then you have to go home. Then your wife doesn't like it, so she divorces you. So you can't do it there. So you have to do it this way. You just have to make the life miserable for that one racist. And then the rest yeah, of so, us will So, you know, it rolls back into, like, would you, like, would it be better if society handles it uh, by its own way? Like how Sean is saying, like, you know, people just don't tolerate it anymore. It has to be that way, then that one person will learn. Because if you kick him out of that one, and uh, he goes to the pub and people are just chasing him. Yeah, like John Bunn said, it's not going to do anything. He's going to, oh, okay, I'm not going to watch it. I'll just watch it from home and curse him from the thing or watch it from a special little booth where all the racists go and they throw banana skins at the, the TV. People get their uh, kicks. People get their kicks uh, somewhere. Uh, they can. Oh, but you know the banana thing, right? It, it happened in like the eighties, early nineties, and then people thought that you know it, it will go away. But no, shit, it happened yeah, in it's the still here. I, I bet there's. I bet there's a pub there called the Monkey Bar. <laughs> Definitely a pub there called the Monkey Bar. No, Not, that could be another one of our. That could be another one of my ideas. <laughs> but but the, his train of thought is quite interesting because, you know, you, you have one side where people are talking about inclusion and, you know, multiculturalism, globalized, uh, globalized world, like, you know, globalization and everything. And then you still have people saying that, you know, your heritage, your culture is important. Mm. Right. Then there's like, you know, ethnocentric things where people are like, yeah, like, you know, we have to stick together. If we want this to survive, you know, we need, you know, the, the, I, I find it to be conflicting. At, at one point, it will start to conflict with, you know, each the message. I think, I, I think the, the, the one key point everyone wants to get out there is that the moment you see race, you're, there's going to be racism. The moment yeah. when the, the concept is there, the moment when, one, when you look at somebody and you see him, for his cut the color it's it's going to be there because there's going to be a bias and everything he do or i do is going to be categorized under something we're never going to see each other as human i mean we honestly want to say that we see each other as human being but we categorize each other on a daily basis no matter where you go what are you i'm indian what are you i'm malay what are you we'll always see that yeah. so i think this this it's not been solved for how long it's been a problem since what we we existed. I mean, I don't know when we couldn't talk. We were apes. We probably did. Probably then we didn't see it. Probably then we just saw ourselves as maybe no, I think different. We would have seen. Oh, it. Maybe we still then, yeah. yeah. we probably saw ourselves as a different like clan, me. different clan, and we attacked uh, each other on. If that. there was no mirror, then I think maybe it was different. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But we give it a seat, but we'll come and infer. Uh, I don't know. It's like, I think we we'll always yeah. see it. We'll never move away okay. from it until we can see each other as. You know, just people. Yeah. This is very hard. Lah. Okay, so I think we're, yeah, it's two hours now. Um, <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think someone, let's hope that people have stayed thus far. Well, they, they can stay all the way to the part where you talked about, I, I, we'll cover that one <laughs> later. There's one part where we had to shut. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Rindo, do you want to uh, plug yourself? And also, um, you are dropping a new episode, part three. 
of your series yeah. that you're doing. If you want to tell us a bit more about it. Um, yeah, sure. Okay. So um, I am the host of the podcast Living Up in Lion City. Uh, and uh, I'm currently doing an ongoing series on understanding xenophobia in Singapore. So I've done two parts. The first part was about the history of immigration, which provides more context as to uh, why we're seeing a lot of the uh, xenophobic sentiment in Singapore today. Um, second episode is about you know, understanding the nature of it and why, whether it should be called xenophobia in the first place or whether it's just discomfort and what are the reasons for it. Um, the next part three is going to be more about how, uh, you know, uh, as foreigners, how do we navigate this now? Um, the overarching theme of this po this podcast series was about understanding why these sentiments exist. And it was also about not putting a moral value judgment on xenophobia. A lot of the conversations around xenophobia, not just in Singapore, but elsewhere, it's like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Uh, you guys are xenophobic. End of story. And there's no... Um, you know, there's no discourse around it. So it's like, there's no question around why or, you know, how is this happening and stuff like that, right? Mm. So it's like, when somebody says, you know, oh, you're being xenophobic, stop being xenophobic. And then that's the end of it, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. you know, so like, how? Um, so uh, I, I've, I've been trying to like understand why this happens and whether it is enough to talk about. So, you know, is it just discomfort and yeah, stuff like that. It's been a pretty difficult topic, to be honest. There's been a lot of reading that I've been doing. I've been talking to a lot of people about this and hopefully I'll put out an episode in the next couple of weeks. But knowing myself, it'll probably take another month or two. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. can do this. You can yeah. do this with us. So, um, <laughs> so if someone wants to check out your uh, podcast how do they find you uh yeah so you can find it on um you know apple podcasts spotify all the regular podcast platforms also on youtube um and uh yeah you know give it a listen it's got a website okay. as well yeah, yeah it's got a website sure yeah link it we'll yeah be sure to link it yeah. and post yeah. and, and, and you can you can post this up also yeah. having yeah, listened we'll to both the episodes yeah. in the series i would have to say that it's very well re researched and you know you can go to his website for the links for Mm. whatever research he has done and uh, it was interesting listening to uh, the podcast and he actually interviewed people right and he yep. had the, the sound clips and while one of them was uh, being interviewed you can hear Bonnie M in the background being played yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> was like, so, so, where is this interview being held so uh, this was like uh, outside at uh, uh, Circular Road so the thing is that <laughs> I was talking to a lot of my friends and uh, I actually have like a ton of uh, uh, hours of recording, you know, of the different people that I talked to with regards to this. And um, those four people that you listened to were probably like the only folks who consented to having their voices out there. Yeah. So and, and it's understandable. It, this is a fairly contentious topic. And so a lot of people weren't comfortable talking about this on the record. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but it, it was really interesting. Really interesting and it's worth checking out. Yeah. So for us, thank you, thank you, yeah. yeah, thank you so much, man, for dropping by. It's always yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me again. No, I really appreciate it, dude. But the next, time, <laughs> the next time you're online, the next time you're on this, I require you to have uh, earpiece like that, no mics. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Noted. Uh, yeah, you're making uh, it all look like noobs now with your yeah. Like, yeah, and and preferably sitting on the floor just like me, not like the two of them, but just like me. Just sit on the floor and be really, really fidgety. Or just no. <laughs> Wait, come on. Uh, Hopefully, the next time we will all be not doing it on Skype or Zoom, ah, whatever. Yeah. We'll, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really, really looking forward now, to that. Now it's already what we are on the 14th of June already, so. I, yeah. I need my drink. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed this happens in two yeah, weeks. You, window, you can be topless lying on my bed. 
I'll clean it for you. Don't worry. And it will be clean wrap. So yum. The, the no, you know, person, Josie will administer the waxing. <laughs> wax on, wax on. All right. On that note, thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. See you around. Bye. Bye.